everybody. This is Apple Treats episode 20. Yes. Wow, that's, Hello. That's a number. Hello, Vladimir. Um, we are having the episode which we wanted to have for quite a time. We want to basically review the news, actually, uh, what's happening in Apple Platforms World. And um, we will also announce a resource which we are working on, basically. And by the way, the resource which hosts our podcast, um, it's called mobilepeople.news. And um, we will also give all the uh, links and everything in the show notes uh, later on. So uh, check those out. And um, let's uh, let's be quick. Let's start with the news, actually. So what's happening in the world of uh, Apple ecosystems? Um, do you want me to start today? Okay. Yep, I think, yeah. <laughs> okay, so do you have any device with macOS 12.1 beta? Uh, not yet. <laughs> but what are you it, thinking about this? Yes, um, and there is a, there is one specific reason why I'm thinking about that. It's the share play. And um, I'm actually doing a conference talk uh, being in Russian, but still on the share play. And it will happen... happen uh, next Thursday, uh, where we will discuss basically how to use SharePlay in uh, like business-oriented apps. Let's put it that way. Um, okay, so, yes, sounds I, interesting. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for that, but I also wait for one more thing, and that's that doesn't pre- uh, it's not yet available in the macOS uh, beta version, which is universal control. Um, I obviously right. have uh, have MacBook. I have iPad and I would definitely want to use uh, like one keyboard, one touchpad to control them both and uh, drag and drop something between iPad and um, my MacBook. But yes, that's not yet available there. So if you're a developer and uh, would like to like basically use iPad as somewhat of a second screen. And by the way, another, another way why I'm using iPad at the same time I, I use a Mac Mostly because I work for the like big company and we use Teams. Um, we have to admit that probably, and that's well, and the Teams runs better on the iPad. It's it's not better. It's like it less worse. It works. <laughs> yeah, it works there, and like it less sluggish probably a bit, and the notifications are better, and like yeah. So I would prefer using uh, Teams on iPad and everything else on my Mac, and if I can use one keyboard from my Mac to. Like basically respond uh, in Teams on uh, iPad and then switch back to Xcode and work on the code in uh, on the Mac. That would be perfect. But yes, no luck. I believe Apple says it will uh, become available later this year. So yeah, we still usual. have a cu- couple of months of this year. So we'll we, we'll wait. So Apple. Uh, so Apple. Let, right. Let's let's get back to SharePlay a little bit. So for those of our listeners who uh, have been underground the last <laughs> I know, six months, let's remind them what this is. Okay, that, yeah, that, that's a good thing. Um, so um, we, most of us, again, are sitting at homes most of the time and uh, typically even work from home. And uh, sometimes we even like spend uh, weekends at home uh, all by, by ourselves. So Apple uh, provided a way to use uh, FaceTime calls as a way of transport uh, transporting data between apps. Uh, their uh, their main uses were basically like watching a movie together. Like you have you can have your Apple TV connected, you can like start a movie and uh, you will see movie at the same um, like time code on all the participants on the call and that's like tightly synchronized and uh, one person could pu- put a uh, video on pause and everything like will happen automatically for all uh, participants of the calls of this call but also you can use uh, SharePlay for third-party apps and those could not like you can use something else on WWDC, they were showing up, which was um, like you basically have a shared whiteboard and you draw together during the FaceTime call that's, that's actually what I want to have on my calls every time. Right, right, exactly. And that's basically you can download the sample, update it a bit because it doesn't compile right now because it was targeting the beta versions. But yeah, it works. Um, and by the way, that's also a basis for the talk I'm giving. Uh, we like uh, I can probably uncover some secrets here, but we will be trying to merge 
share play as a means of transporting data between uh, call participants. And one, one old technology which you probably might heard of, which is multi-peer connectivity, which allows you to transfer data between uh, the uh, devices which like nearby each other. So they, they will be using Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, and that's again covered in uh, by the higher level framework, which is called multiple con connectivity. And therefore you I can- remember this thing as part of Game Center. Is there, is there uh, yeah, it's more or less there. So it's uh, they're 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 quite close to each other. There is another framework which is called GameKit, which allows you to make um, uh, use Game Center in order to connect players into one uh, game. But I was not using GameKit for the for this particular talk. But anyways, the idea was like like three of uh, three I don't know developers have a conference call via FaceTime and. The teams which stand by their side will use nearby connectivity to connect to that call and also draw on that whiteboard. And uh, like you will, you will merge several networks, like uh, one group on the uh, on one uh, participant, like another group and another group, and they will be all driving on the same whiteboard. And you will merge these two different transports into one. And that's actually uh, not a hard thing to implement, but you still need to consider a couple of things which you, which I will uh, uncover in that, uh, in that talk. And probably I might need to create an English version of that talk later on and, and present it somewhere. Maybe, yeah, don't you, know. You, you definitely have because, yeah, I think nowadays it's very important even now when every team is distributed, at least in different cities. So right. yeah, I think can be yeah. interesting for everyone. There is one downside here. SharePlay is available only on Apple devices. And while you can use FaceTime on Android phones through the uh, web, <laughs> basically, but SharePlay doesn't work that way. So um, you will not be able to use Android phones to participate in the SharePlay call. Um, By every, well, every Android developer an iPad. That's probably a good thing actually to do. Yeah, I, I, I would vote for that. And uh, as far as I know, Android developers uh, or want to like develop Android apps using Macs. And when the um, Mac OS 12.1 will be released, it will also have SharePlay and it will be supported. So yeah, that's probably a good way to uh, like make FaceTime and uh, SharePlay something uh, like step into uh, enterprise somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, well, let's get to the next topic. And the next topic, and by the way, we have a couple of topics here. We might probably skip some of those. And if you're listening to us live now on uh, our stream, put your questions or uh, comments or your uh, news you've heard of to the chat. We will probably discuss them too. But the topic I wanted to highlight here is the distributed actors concept is now part of the uh, Swift nightly builds. And to some uh, like to recap what's the distributed actors we recently got actors which are part of the swift structured concurrency which like provide a way of simplifying management for the threads for a specific uh, class so you need to you encapsulate all the logic into a an actor and the system will guarantee that actor runs on a proper thread or like what, what how, how will they call it but actually in a proper queue yeah, and that leads well, to and it's, it's, it's not even a queue. It's like it's their new concept of cooperative uh, concurrency. So it's like it's a... no, 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 no. So I spent yeah. all whole okay. last week <laughs> into C code of structured concurrency. They use uh, GCD a lot there. And actually, okay. what Actors is about, they mostly just a wrapper, just a, yeah, actually a wrapper around serial queue in, in its default okay. behavior. Okay. Awesome. That that that's actually interesting. I mean, um, in that in that case, uh, so it will wrap the uh, wrap the queues. But the 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 like actors aside, they introduced the distributed actors, which is basically um, not so much related to the structured concurrency, but rather to remote program calls, um, like uh, procedure calls. So you you can use a concept of distributed actor, and you will like basically call a method on the object in your code, but Inside, it will make a network call uh, to some uh, remote system, execute method there, and provide you back with the result. And everything will be captured and uh, hidden with the um, distributed actor. And though though they, you will use them as the regular actors, basically. So that's the main um, probably uh, point cool. why they call that actors. <laughs> but AWS the idea here, lambda is, is yes. something that we can use here. Just the yes, first exactly. thing that we. And by the way, you can use Swift on uh, 
on the server on the on uh, lambda 2 so lambda support uh, swift so you can basically create a code which will uh, communicate to each other and uh, this might be a, an interesting point in uh, making new ways of uh, communicating with the server. So we we all get used to, I don't know, URL session, Alamofire, Moya, whatever. Like we, we have plenty of those and you will use Codable to encode something, you will uh, decode it. And that's something like how it was a long time ago. We also have gRPC, which is, by the way, more, more or less the closest concept here, but it's still uh, a lot of stuff you need to create on top of that. You need to manage the channel, you need to set it up, you need to like, I don't know, build a lot of stuff around. And um, distributed actors are hiding a lot of that. And you're basically using an object, you're calling it its methods, you like use the structured concurrency there, like you're waiting for the result. The, obviously all the calls to distributed actors should be uh, asynchronous for like, again, for <laughs> obvious reasons, but this will be like you're you're dealing with the normal um, code, and by the way, they will all probably they all are throwing methods because well, network could go down at any yes, time. So, uh, but apart of, uh, from that, it's like regular objects, regular methods, and uh, you structure your code no matter runs it locally or remotely, and that's probably a really good thing in terms of making uh, your app be more understandable for you and other developers. That's uh, that's that's a good thing. And so like the news <laughs> are that you can actually try that. They, the nightly builds support that and you can already uh, try building apps using distributed actors. Um, that's... that's interesting. I want to see how people uh, reverse, not reverse engineer, just read uh, source code or distributed actors and implement their own solution on other languages. So making actors executable for something else. That would be great, actually. I mean, um, Swift can be uh, deployed to many platforms, but uh, we still have a lot of uh, developers who prefer other languages. And I would hope that the distributed actors concept will be uh, universal in some way. So uh, other languages, platforms will catch up and be uh, compatible with the concept and therefore like the transports will be compatible and everything else will be compatible and uh, you will be able to use that as a new way of dealing with the server. So I really hope that we will change our mindset in development and we will stop using RESTful services but rather like be using more actors and everything for when it applies basically. Yes, we the services will not go away and they still have their place in the development ecosystem but actors are something which might be helpful that's uh that's i hope so at least what a good concept yeah yeah um so let's go to the next topic so do you have okay so we <laughs> talked about macOS 12.1 beta 1 but have you installed uh macOS monterey on your primary yes, laptop and i know i i know where where you're coming to uh <laughs> My installation went fine, <laughs> but I personally know uh, guys who bricked their device. Uh, no, that, that that wasn't my case, but my <laughs> worst case was that I wasn't able to run uh, Xcode 12.5. Uh, yeah. That was awful. Yeah, and uh, that that's another thing which we need to uh, like take care of. Uh, if you upgraded, you need to use Xcode 13, and therefore you might need to consider not upgrading to macOS Monterey yet if you depend on the previous Xcode version. As I and unfortunately. As regards to the bricking, um, so the T2 chip uh, firmware was basically not fully updated, and therefore um, some uh, Mac users uh, got their Mac uh, Macs bricked. But it's not like totally uh, unrecoverable situation. You basically, you can uh, fix that yourself at home if you have a second MacBook. In that uh, case, there is an extraction and you can basically revive it and it will run fine. If not, you can uh, contact any uh, Apple authorized uh, service and they will fix that. And um, For free, currently, I hope. 
I, I believe so, yes. Uh, at least it, it, it's definitely in the places where they have Apple stores, but I believe it will they will fix that for free uh, in other locations too. I'm Again, as, as I said, um, my update went fine, but Apple also fixed the, the distribution. Uh, so the macOS image, which you will download when you try to update, now doesn't have any problems with that. So uh, any modern updates uh, will go just fine. So like probably we can breathe out and uh, move on. Oh yeah. Okay, what else? Do you remember about issues okay, with macOS Monterey? Yeah, so uh, I saw the posts that users reporting that um, there is a memory issue. So basically, again, I never seen something like that on my machine, but uh, there were there were reports that like the macOS shows uh, you're running out of memory constantly, and this alert shows uh, keep showing uh, again and again while you still have enough memory. So don't know, uh, and it seems that the issue is not yet fixed, and it probably will be fixed with the next release. Don't know. But one more thing here, I didn't saw much of uh, tweet posts on this, so it's probably quite a rare issue. I don't know. At, le at least it's very annoying, I believe. Uh, yeah. By the way, I heard some some stories from people who bought uh, uh, new Macs with the uh, M1 Pro and one M1 Max uh, chips. And I heard that these laptops use much more memory than all plain old uh, Intels. So that's interesting. interesting. So yeah, I, so you just probably need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to buy it and check <laughs> first <laughs> before yeah, proving and, something. But just in case, you probably need to buy with 40, uh, 64 uh, gigs of RAM. <laughs> uh, it's too yeah, expensive, yep. unfortunately. <laughs> Definitely too expensive. But um, yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, the, the new Macs, uh, I saw uh, a tweet post recently that you still can basically drain the battery within uh, like reasonable three hours by compiling uh, CLang or, uh, yeah, I believe it was the C-Lang itself compilation. Like, if you do that, uh, like, a needed number of times, you will basically drain the battery. And I also think, like, something like WebKit compilation will also drain the battery, too. So Sweet don't compilation. do that. <laughs> yep. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. I, I, again, I think I think those are, like, still something which is, uh, like, you shouldn't be doing without connecting to the power. Okay. By the way, um, by the way, yeah. Yeah, since we talked a little bit about new Macs, what do you think about MacSafe three on new MacBooks? Uh yeah, that's kind of interesting uh, discussion. I I actually like the idea of bringing back MacSafe. So um, this is uh, while I still like the idea of having. Um, USB-C as a power uh, uh, connector. And by the way, they do support charging from the USB-C from any yeah. of the ports, which is perfect from my perspective. But uh, MacSafe is something like I liked in previous Macs. I've heard that the connector seems to be too small. I'm, I don't see a problem that in there, but it might be. And interestingly enough, uh, we now have two magnetic connectors uh, coming from Apple. One is from new... Um, MacBooks, and you should also remember the new iMacs also have a magnetic connector, uh, like the round one. And uh, the only thing I'm missing in new MacSafe is that it also could have Ethernet uh, line yeah. installed there, yeah. as they I do for the iMacs. So you put the brick somewhere, and you connect the Ethernet there, and you have small, nice, tiny, shiny <laughs> cable which brings you power and the network. That probably would be much better. But not yet, not yeah, yet, unfortunately. Not yet. But that would yeah. be nice. But it's my book. It should be wireless. Until you need to power it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... Um, yeah, I also do not have the new MacBooks, but um, a couple of the guys uh, of friends uh, bought the 14-inch uh, model, and they are happy. Uh, basically, they are happy with two things: uh, the, the basically longevity of the auto, uh, of the battery, and the like they are cool. <laughs> so they, they don't burn your laps when you use it on, on your laps. Yeah. And that's uh, that's not true for uh, for Intel Macs anymore. My 16 inch is always hot. Now it's 76 degree. It's normal. Yeah. It's, it's normal yep. temperature. Okay. I probably skip a couple of news uh, because we will 
probably need to focus on on a couple of more important ones. And one of those, which is relevant to almost every uh, mobile developer out there, App Store Connect will not be closing for the holidays this starting this year, probably forever. Yeah. So if you're new to iOS development, uh, there was a week in December when you could not submit any updates to App Store Connect. Or like even like hot fixes, even like critical bug fixes, like never. And you you had to wait or just basically plan in advance. So starting this year, Apple decided that they will not be doing that and they will um, like be open with, through the holidays and you will be able to submit your updates, you, your new apps, anything. So that's probably like finally. <laughs> it looks like they hired some other people who don't uh, work in uh, in the US. And shouldn't have vacation during this period. <laughs> yep, and I also I I don't know like it's a, it's a kind of a mystery like who are exactly doing that. Uh, but probably yeah, they probably distribute now the work in a way, and it seems that they are now even working on the weekends too. At least in some cases, uh, I had the responses made on on the weekends, and that probably like because of the time zone shift. Maybe like basically they started their day earlier and uh, something like that. Yeah, probably, probably. Okay, um, what next? So, again, we have uh, some other news regarding other betas of iOS, tvOS, watchOS. Oh, yeah. Do you remember something interesting? Let's start with right. iOS. So, what's yeah. interesting there? So, they actually did an interesting um, update. If you remember, in August, they announced that they will uh, implement uh, child safety features into operating systems. And there were two different... Uh, things there. So one of those was like automatic scanning of your photo library, iCloud photo library. And that's not the case now. So it's, that feature is yet uh, never showed up in uh, any beta version. But what they as, now... As they told, put, it's just here, but it's not enabled yet. Yeah. Well, um, until it's uh, proven, I would consider it's not. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> What they did show, and they, another thing they announced uh, at that time was the communication safety. And that thing was scanning on device, uh, like n- never sending anything to the backend. It was scanning for uh, inappropriate content in messages, specifically in the message. And if such a content fa- uh, is being detected via, for the messages of a child and uh, uh, you as a parent need to like basically enable that for the uh, for the child and in that case, uh, that particular um, message will be blurred. You will, uh, the child will be presented with a message like saying that you probably you, you don't have to look at it. And another thing which was troubling a lot of people is that the, the parent will get notification if child decides to view the, the, the content. Mm-hmm. So um, in this beta version, the notification part is removed from this feature. So uh, the child will still have, uh, like, uh, the, the detection will happen. Uh, the child will be presented with the dialogue saying, like, you don't have to view it. But if you, like, insist, we will show it to you. And the parents will know nothing. So probably it's a good solution here. And um, as far as I can see on Twitter and on forums, uh, like, most critics of the child safety features are okay with this implementation. They are just basically saying that it might be like they will add it later on. But as of now, the feature seems to be okay. As a parent, I would like to at least not know that exact moment when this happened, but at least have some statistic that this is happening. Yeah, And we should have some conversation with the kid. So, yeah, uh, why why they decided to remove it and probably not why they decided but why why was the critics so in the families where parents are adequate and are like basically understanding that will trigger a conversation but there are families where parents are a little bit more uh, demanding let's put it that way and that might cause harm on children so basically the idea that parents will know that might trigger something to the ch- so it might impose uh, like a danger to the child uh, coming from the parents. So I don't have strong opinion here. I also would probably want to be notified, but I totally understand why this is not the case. And well, yes, as a parents, we will need to do more, and we will probably have to have conversation in advance. And yes. uh, well, we Preventive will. So yeah, basically, 
we will have to be parents. Yeah, we will we will have to do our job as a parent. We will not have to rely on something happening like from the company. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> yes, let, let, let's do that. So it's a um, old-fashioned um, way. Yes, exactly. Uh, another feature I'm I'm looking here. So the legacy contacts are enabled in the new beta version, which is the way of like basically thinking ahead. <laughs> And uh, that's probably not a funny topic, but uh, we all probably need to think about what will happen when we pass away. And uh, this is the way uh, to basically designate people who will get access to your data when you're no longer here. And uh, when the feature will be available, I will definitely set that up. And uh, while it's, not, again, not a funny topic, not something like uh, interesting to talk about, but this is something you need to think while you were alive. And, uh, so it, yeah. it's, it's it's something you need to do. And not even nowadays, when really young people uh, get ill and oh. anything happens, even if they are just not available right now, still, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's um. a bad thing. We need to, to worry about okay. this in advance. Okay, Another what else? Yeah. I don't know. Here in our, in our notes, I see a very interesting point that MailApp now provides access to a Cloud Plus Hide My Mail feature. Yeah. What uh, this is about, I believe we have this right now, not? Yeah, but uh, the, 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 yeah, so, but now the flow is, I would say, not that easy to do. And you have to create your temporary email in advance, like getting into the settings, finding that feature, enabling, typing, and uh, you will get like short email. No. Oh, so during registration, no, no. you can. You yeah, can yeah. Just, if, for uh, with uh, you will you get that uh, for uh, signing with Apple. Probably true, but I'm not sure. I believe that I saw this feature for. So we have this hide my mail, and we have it previously. So I know in it was the part of, of the sign in, sign in with Apple. So basically, yes. if you use sign in with Apple, you can hide your email. And now this feature is available like as, as a standalone feature. You can create your own custom emails and uh, use those on the services which you don't trust. The email will go through the Apple service and will be delivered to you. And uh, currently you can create as many as you want these custom emails and they will be associated with your account. So what this particular uh, update means that you will be able to easily uh, create and use these uh, like custom emails for within the mail app. It's not about the registration, but rather like if you want to send an email, you can just basically create some uh, temporary email and uh, send it. One thing is missing for me is when you register on the sites which uh, do not support uh, signing with Apple, and you need to put your email there. That's where I would want to a button, like in Safari, typing like like Let's create an email for me, like it's, just right now, and associate it with this particular site. Yeah. There are a button, so you can do this right now. I believe four or five times since upgrade to iOS 15, I use this feature. Okay. So I'm... so before I used so I have my own uh, custom mail domain uh, and. Previously, I just put some random name there and put my uh, my okay. email domain there. Now I more frequently use uh, this uh, feature from Apple. And what awesome. I saw I just I don't know, two or three days ago, I went to uh, iCloud of iCloud.com website, signed in there, and found in settings that you can define your own custom domain there. Right. And use it there if if you have subscription to iCloud Plus. Yes, that, that's, yes, that's cool. Yeah, that that's something. It's it requires some uh, like you you definitely need to own your domain, so you you will probably need to make modifications to your DNS records. But if you own a domain, that's something like you. I I actually like MeComm address, and I um, a happy owner of MeComm address, which was like. I do not remember exactly when it was like free to register that particular. There are people with, I believe, Mac.com address, and that also is not available for the for the registration. But they still working. They still work. And I like actually, that. Actually, yeah. as I know, any cloud dot com email can be written as me dot com domain. Um, is, is it? I mean, I. Uh, I'm not sure I'm not we sure. need to check. But yeah, I believe yeah, that. And, um, so I registered uh, in iCloud. After um, me.com domain, uh, yeah, so after it was uh, dismissed, 
and that so I often use my at uh, Mecom uh, okay. email. It works. Probably That's not right now for new users, but That's, in early days yeah. of iCloud, that worked. Yeah. So uh, when I was registering for the iCloud, it was like showing like you have iCloud and the Mecom addresses, and they are like in my settings they show separately. Like I have iCloud and I have Mecom address, and I have also a couple of aliases there, but. Uh, the thing is that you currently you are not offered the Mecom at least. If I, I don't know if uh, they will be forwarded if you send something to the Mecom, I'm not sure. I, I, that's something to check actually. Um, but um, we'll see. Again, uh, that's that's an interesting thing here. Um, I probably that's uh, um, that's another another uh, thing is in Ubeta is related to Find My, uh, which is uh, you can now scan for. Uh, unwanted air tags around you. So if if you like consider like somebody spying uh, on you with uh, air tags, you can scan for that, and uh, you you will be you like if those tags will be found, you can send a signal so they will be allowed, and you will probably look in your uh, pockets and uh, find anything which was uh, not yours there. Um, I heard I that I is a problem. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's really good because there are too many people who I believe started doing this and th at least thinking about this. So we should have some techno technological way to to yeah. stop them doing this. And just just for uh, for to uh, make things a little bit hard, easier for 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 those who aren't familiar with that. So the if you are carrying somebody else's uh, air tag and that person is not present. The air tag will still, uh, uh, and like after some time, will announce its presence. So you will get the notification on your phone, and uh, the air tag will uh, send audible signals. So it's already there, but now you can like basically scan for uh, unwanted air tags manually. That's additional measure which you could, which you could do. Shouldn't they just notify you constantly, or they do this? I, I believe I, I believe they do. I, I never tried the, this scenario yet, but it's it uh, they do that. And one thing That's which uh, Apple is criticized for is uh, basically um, you cannot find AirTag if you're an Android user. And uh, well, they I believe they want they announced that there will be something like an app for Android or something. Not sure. That's something to like to to look forward about that. But if you have an iPhone, you will be and you need uh, the latest um, releases. Basically, you will be notified. Yeah, that's good. That uh, at least they're more open to Android apps than I don't know five ten years ago. Yeah. So they they definitely can build this up. Yeah. Um, Okay. Actually, it's an opposite uh, yeah. opposite feature as we have with AirPods because now I constantly receive notification that I lost my <laughs> AirPods somewhere. Most of them are false positives, but once okay. so, and I realized how it works. So, uh, just first time in a you know in a couple of months, I went to the office and left my AirPods mugs there. Went okay. to, uh, to 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 lunch. But, and then I got this notification, where's your uh, earphones? <laughs> I started thinking, okay, they're in the office. So I understand that if iPhone see that this is some place where you often uh, be, so they just uh, ignore this case. But this is something new place, which you haven't visited for a while. In that case, they they start notifying you. And that's really cool. And it's, it's good that they just don't uh, check that, oh, you're yeah. not in range of your uh, AirPods, notify. There is also a thing that you can mark, like basically don't notify if you, I lose this thing at home, like and you basically mark a location. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 there in the settings. Okay, okay um, I need to uh, get to a couple more topics and uh, probably with, uh, we need to, definitely we need to uh, cover the Apple Business Essentials uh, program, which is now uh, in beta. And it's basically subscriptions for the businesses. <laughs> and interestingly enough, the program is not that uh, like not that bad. Um, so what, what what's it's all about? If your company has less than 500 employees, you can subscribe to this program and they will provide you with, first of all, lightweight uh, mobile device management system. You don't need to buy any new um, 
solution from Jump for any other. Uh, so you can basically, you get that from Apple as a first party mobile device management system. Second thing, you get iCloud storage for uh, your employees and uh, you also get Apple Care for the devices with uh, up to like, I, I, as far as I understand, like like hours of uh, the the this, like the device will be fixed within hours of uh, your uh, reporting of problems. So that's probably like yeah the the program available to the US, I believe, and uh, maybe it will be expanded to other countries later on. But the plans there are three plans, and the basic plan starts with like as less as three bucks per month per user. It all depends on how many users you have and uh, the amount of uh, iCloud storage you want to provide. Currently, you can subscribe to the program without paying, but you will not get any Apple Care Plus uh, benefits. So it's you can try the program as if if it fits you, and uh, probably if you are not a big company, you can get. Uh, mobile device management, which is like getting more and more important. Yeah. And you also will get an option to get uh, custom apps distribution to your company, which means that some other vendor can create custom apps for you and distribute them to uh, to you through the app store. But those will be not the public apps, but the apps made specifically for your company. Wow. So this is, this is really an interesting program. And I believe that the developers now need to consult their clients in terms of like yeah you if you qualify maybe you might want to consider this because it will simplify your device management and also simplify the app distribution for you because if previously you used enterprise app distribution to distribute inside your company you can now use a custom app distribution through the app store which is much easier but it, yeah it's it's not the same you still uh, pass the review and everything but it's much easier and uh, much much more probably interesting for for the small companies in order to maintain you like basically you have an MDM you have apps for your uh, for your employees and everything so if you are such company like try applying for now it's free uh, while it's be, uh, it's in beta you can try you can check if it solves your needs and uh, if you are a developer and you have a clients who probably qualify maybe you could recommend them and uh, that might simplify your workflows for for uh, for that organization interesting to look how it works from uh, from technical technological point of view so do how they build their mdm so i believe that they didn't have something like this before only this apple configurator app and that's it, yeah. I believe. So they bought a company some time ago and that uh, probably they integrated their solution there. They had Apple Business Manager program, which was like basically sitting on top and it could be um, tied with other MDM solutions. So it it did not include MDM solution. Apple Business Manager is a way of... um, simplifying your uh, like your organization like it connects to to your mdm solution and allows uh like custom app distribution and everything and now they provide the like apple business manager and integrated mdm solution for small businesses that's interesting i mean this is something uh, to consider and uh, again the, the, this is the this is this is the time when developers need to look into these topics which typically are like skipped like business device management something not a developer should do yes that should be done by uh, by some somebody else but you might need to look into that in order to help your clients and uh, maybe uh, with that the, you will get more requests for custom apps for this particular client not only for uh, your clients, but for your own needs. So probably, if you're running yeah. a small company, you would need to probably you would need to control your uh, devices across your uh, like business yeah. network, your company network, and also managing some applications that right. need to be and installed. Device management is a good thing in terms of you can basically provide your employees with the needed set of apps. And uh, they also provide the backups, by the way, that, which is a good thing. And uh, and you have a storage for that. And so again, uh, we will put the link in the show notes in in order to like for for you to check uh, check that. And by the way, they have a nice uh, video on the page like describing the program. So yeah, probably worth looking into. Okay. Okay. Um, Safari. Yeah. And okay. One twenty uh, here, guys. So so what do you think? Finally. <laughs> so Finally. yeah. The problem. The problem is that. They, they they released my books. They released macOS, and it was like scrolling nice and smooth in all apps. 
except Safari. Safari. Well, <laughs> not all, but like in most apps except Safari. And th that was like very strange for, for those who purchased the Macs. So yes, now that we have Safari technology preview, which has smooth scrolling. And uh, so if you are like basically definitely need smooth scrolling, like you can install the technology preview. It works okay from my uh, point of view. Um, I probably still would prefer to use um, release versions of the Safari, but that probably means that the next macOS release 12.1 uh, will include the new Safari and it will include the smooth scrolling for those lucky owners of the new Macs. By the way, as I remember, you, you're you owning uh, iPhone 13, right? Yes. So what do you think about promotion on iPhones? Um, do you, you see it get a lot? Used, you, you get used to it and... Uh, I don't say that's a game changer in order like like that you have this smooth scrolling everywhere. It's not a game changer, uh, but it uh, it makes your life a little bit nicer. And I hope <laughs> that it also saves the battery in um, when I don't scroll much. So it more probably yeah, it should. Hertz switching. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hope that the other part of the promotion works here too, and that's. Uh, and yeah, the games are actually better. So like, if we look into games and like 60 FPS is something already nice, uh, 120 is something, yeah, a little bit nicer, <laughs> probably. This is a topic for our next show. So we should discuss some games that we are playing. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's something <laughs> to discuss. And by the way, uh, we never touched the Apple Arcade and it, like, oh. it's still here actually. And uh, I'm one of the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm using it. And, we, we probably need to cover in some um, next, uh, one of the next episodes what services of Apple we are actually using, like besides uh, being a developer, developer subscri uh, subscribers. So I have two more weeks to try Fitness Plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> by the way, yeah. And for those who don't know, uh, Russia and a couple and like uh, 14 more countries uh, besides Russia joined the Fitness Plus family as they uh, told in their uh, promotion videos. And that basically means, yes, we do have now access to the exercises and I'm like using those for a week and I find them quite nice. And uh, we probably have, I, I will probably need to take some more and uh, we might come back with the uh, with some some kind of the review of this services ecosystem um, a little bit later. But yes, there is one more update before we wrap up. And that update is like, it's definitely the most important thing here for the developers. So if you don't know, Apple hosts Apple Tech Talks 2021 right now. And this, these are online and they are going... Um, from November to December, they, they will be having more and more sessions till the, I believe, December 17th. And they also have uh, office hours, which is basically a way to talk one-on-one -on -one with Apple developer uh, on your Apple engineer on your specific topic, which could uh, range from, I don't know, App Store submission to Swift UI usage to camera to machine learning, whatever. There are a lot of categories which you can schedule your appointment to. and I can't stress it enough more. And I mean, this is definitely the pro proper moment when you can talk to Apple developers. Even if you don't go for the office uh, hours, you can go for the session. And these sessions consist of two parts. When the first part is where Apple engineers describe the technology. Like for example, today there was a topic on machine learning in uh, cameras and uh, like other stuff you can do on device in terms of machine learning. And then there's a part of the Q&A when you put your questions into uh, WebEx window and they answer them one by one. Uh, obviously answering most of them, probably not all. And uh, I got my questions answered when I was participating in the sessions and there will be more sessions coming soon. So they publish schedules ahead, uh, ahead of time, like every two weeks they publish schedule for the next two weeks. So please, if you are interested in getting your knowledge improved. This is probably even better than WWDC because WWDC is one week. And now we have like a lot of weeks to talk with Apple developers, uh, Apple engineers. And feast. <laughs> yes. And they have a lot of topics, a lot of sessions. Sessions are repeating. For example, there was a first session on a Swift UI happening in the beginning of Tech Talks. And it was like, uh, I uh, registered for it. And it was like a registration closed because there were too many uh, attendees. 
So the, a lot of people were not able to participate in that session. It's being uh, rerun again. And some sessions, they will be doing repeats over and over like, during these tech talks. So please visit, like, find the sessions which uh, inspire you, find the time which is suitable for you, and just, just join them. By the um, way, which sessions have you visited? Oh. <laughs> Any recommendations? Uh, so um, I was trying basically to, and there will, there will be a session I will be uh, visiting soon, which is uh, on share play topic, and uh, that probably means that I'm really interested in that topic, like making a talk and also <laughs> visiting a session later on. There is there are sessions on notifications and the new focus features, how they affect the notifications. There are sessions, and th those are I'm uh, I either. Um, already watched or uh, I will be watching. There was a session on 5G and uh, approaches to data transfer. So that was an interesting, actually, uh, interesting session. And there were uh, one takeaway... Especially living in Europe. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But yes, uh, there is one thing which... There was one takeaway from that session, and I hope I, I'm allowed to, to tell you that. Don't try to reinvent something. So basically use um, URL session configuration properly and don't try to guess which connection you are on. Because in most of the times you could be on several connections at the same time and the system will handle everything by itself. So that was the key takeaway from, from that particular session. So you, for example, you can schedule your uh, uh, load as requiring uh, high bandwidth and URL session will like, postpone until you get to Wi-Fi or something like that. So basically don't try to like scan your IP address, check uh, against like known IP addresses of the uh, cellular networks. You might be, get lost there. I mean, um, it's much better to allow your session to handle this. Unless... I this to Apple. Yes. So they, they said that there are cases when you might need to do that on your own, but these cases are so rare and... Uh, if you try to guess, you might be wrong because, again, they said like uh, sometimes uh, your connection might be switched from Wi-Fi to the 5G because it's faster. So they, they do that internally and you cannot um, control that. So, as I said, like just find the session which uh, like uh, inspires you most. There are even sessions on the game development, on Metal, on everything. There are sessions uh, on the Swift UI and those are interesting, actually. And by the way, uh, there, there was some insight in that session, like, just please do uh, feedback requests reports, or feedback assistant reports, because they they actually read them. <laughs> so um, for those who are, uh, like, if, you, if they see a lot of reports on the same topic, they are all merged together, you probably will not get the feedback in terms of, like, uh, like your report is fixed, but you will see, like, it's a duplicate. And number of duplicates helps them triage the, the, the issue and it might get more priority. If you provide more info with your report, it also provides more priority. And um, from my personal experience from like when it was um, like even if not the feedback assistant, they do read and I was all, um, actually participating in core data with iCloud um, like saga of errors and everything and it was at the times of ios 5 i believe or 6 something like that and uh, we were not able to fix the issue by the way and uh they the the fix was postponed until the next ios release but uh starting with next ios release it was started started working correctly and the synchronization worked perfectly but there was a lot of communication through the for the bug reporting with the uh, actual apple engineer there so do that that's that's really really helps and uh even if you see like a bad translation, that's also they they fix that too. I, I saw that. Wow. By the way, if if you don't want to communicate with them through feedback assistant, go to forums.swift.org and communicate with Swift yeah. compiler engineers or Swift standard library engineers. There, they're very responsive. I follow in most of them on Twitter, and they're like they're real guys with real life <laughs> making tools that's for us. Yeah. And yeah, if you think that if you post your uh, bug report on Twitter, it might not get into their system automatically. Like just like know know about that. It's better to like to be sure. Like they might see it on Twitter if you're like have I don't know millions of followers, but uh like it's still better to to report it properly. That helps the developers because like it will in in the in the 
in the end, some developer will need to take that from the from their uh, task management tool, start working on that, start testing the fix and everything. And if you help them, that probably will benefit everybody. Put, 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 put yourself to their place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And treat That's... them as uh, you would like you to be treated. Right. That's actually probably it for, with the news uh, updates. And again, we are... Uh, hosting mobilepeople.news website, which covers the updates on all platforms, but it also covers updates on Apple. And our website has a page there too. So our our podcast, sorry. And uh, that's uh, like, we, we will be um, publishing more updates there and uh, like the updates coming there like every day. And we will probably cover some of those updates here on the podcast in uh, next uh, next episodes. Wonderful and, that we finally have some source of news for us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's the us who are bringing news there. <laughs> so it's not less amount of job, but come on, like the, the, again, like one 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 thing I would like to highlight about that site. It's targeted for uh, free categories of uh, like readers, like developers, as we are, QA engineers, and managers, like project managers, delivery managers. And for each update, you will see a recommendation. Like if you are a developer, like do this. If you are uh, in QA engineer, that's your recommendation. And if you are a manager, this is your recommendation. So uh, there is an update and you have some recommendations to follow. And uh, you can basically filter news which are targeting developers or you are just targeting the uh, managers and everything. So visit our site. It's It really helps. We, we try to maintain it in a proper way. We will put the site um, uh, URL in the show notes. And I see the comment in uh, our YouTube chat. Hello from Belarus. Yes, hello Belarus too. Um, hello sure. from everywhere. And hello <laughs> all other countries who are watching us. Thank you guys. Um, that was a long episode actually, but I hope we covered uh, updates here. And if you still have questions, just write to us in any, like I don't know, Telegram, Twitter, whatever, like ping us, show uh, and you can also share uh, links to our podcast there. That's also and Yes, please, please, please. If you're listening us here, it's definitely time to open your podcast app and write a review there. That's uh, that's really helps. I mean, truly, that's something which will help us a lot. We don't ask for money. We don't like ask for advertisers, but we ask for the reviews. <laughs> please, guys. Yeah. Okay. And we should wrap up, I think. Probably. So, Thank you very yeah. much. Have a good week. And... Uh, we will see you in two weeks. Thank you. Goodbye.